0: On. So welcome, everybody. This is, um, there she is. He, she, I'm sorry, both y'all. So, Brianna, can you go on mute and tell us who you're holding?
1: Oh, so this is my daughter, Willow. She's five weeks now, I think, and she's also very hungry and grouchy, so I'm going to stay muted because she's crying a lot, but she's mostly good. Um, but yeah, so this is Willow dropping her pacifier.
0: So she just dropped the pacifier. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids were little. We called it a binky. What else? Called it that too. <laughs> right. And that company that makes that is like whatever it's called. Is it binky?
1: Uh, I don't know. This one is this one. There's several companies that make them now, but.
0: So um, welcome, everybody. What I wanted to do today, just the last the last one that we're gonna do this year. And I just wanted to, to give everybody an opportunity to kind of share what I mean, we've been through a hell of a year, right? Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you that uh, I don't know anybody that their business has not been affected by COVID pretty substantially. I know our firm was, substan- was pretty, was affected substantially. For us all, of certainly all of our big, big cases, Um, The carriers just said, call me when we get a trial date. And I suspect a lot of y'all are in the same boat, but I'm continuing to get emails from people, just great stories that, um, in fact, two people that are probably not on here because they both have COVID or have COVID in the family, have settled cases in the last couple of weeks based on the techniques we've talked about. About continuing to push, that literally have either settled for policy or very close to policy for several hundred thousand dollars, where they started, I think, with an offer under ten grand, and so I just wanted to say that I'm very happy that that people are getting something out of this. You know, we kind of see how it's going to go next year, um, but what's interesting is when we look at the uh, results of the survey one of the very common threads is, I'm very thankful for the family community from Alder Talk. And that's not me, it's everybody here. And, um, you know, what I'm hoping is that, and this is how I've always done it, you know, for my whole career, I've, I've tried to bring people together. And at some point, you don't need my ass anymore because everybody has made relationships with each other. And that's really my goal. And I think that's, that's happened quite a lot, right? Like we're all gonna pitch in and buy Charles a camera. That's gonna be very, very helpful for him, right? But um, Edward is taking the survey results and he's gonna post them to the chat. And I'd like to just spend a little bit of time, but at some point I wanna yield the floor. I know there's no requirement to talk, but I know that some people would like to share some things. Um, uh, Catherine, are you on here? No. Um, I know she'd be, um, you know, Catherine is a very frequent contributor, uh, her entire family, and I think she's about to be tested as COVID. They're going through a very, very difficult time. She's got an older parent who lives there as well. So if you have a chance, reach out to her. Malasak just texted me and said she can't be on here. She had a rough night. She's tested positive for COVID. And so I know um, Gina's brother's ER nurse at county that it's not going great. Um, that the beds are full, completely full. So you know, please continue to reach out and support um, each other. But I wanted to start by saying that we've talked throughout the year about different books, about things that I've read that I thought were helpful that I share with you. And so I've put in the chat a list of many of the books that i've read this year that i've talked about that i think that that you all would benefit from as well and so what i'd ask is if you see a book that's not on there something that you all have felt was really particularly helpful would you add it to the chat while we're talking please Um, it's interesting as i've said before that a lot of the books that i've put on this list Don't say a lot of different things from the billionaire Ray Dalio who talked about principles to Josh Medcalf, to Lucas Jaden, to some of the, you know, who moved my cheese to a book that a restaurateur wrote about how to take care of people. Most of the things that they say have a common thread, right? And then I also wanted to say, so take a look at those and please feel free to add anything that you want. The most recent book that I read was referred to me by a student from Case Western who heard, I gave a speech to a law class this year and I offered to mentor the 30 kids in the class and one of them took up, took me up on it. Shocker. That's a reflection of me but also commonly how it goes and we were i i did like a lot of y'all gave her chop wood told her about some of the other stuff and she referred said her mother reads the energy bus like once a year so i got it and i read it it's in the list and for business purposes the idea of how you be a manager about keeping your energy up about being positive and about accepting responsibility for when our staff isn't doing as well, when the lawyers maybe that, we work, that work for us aren't doing what we want them. The first place to look for improvement is in ourselves. And I did that. And um, I realized I was not being very positive, right? I'm here, I'm Mr. Positive, execute, whatever. And in my own backyard, I wasn't doing what I felt like I needed to do. And so I changed it right away, right away. And the old idea of there's nothing, no time like the present, right? When people tell me, well, I get to that on Monday, I'm like, well, why not right now? How about in an hour? And so I found that book to be extremely helpful because it was talking about positivity It attracts positivity. And isn't that true in everything we've done, right? If you want to be loved, you give love. If you want to be blessed, you give blessings. I have found that every dollar that I've ever given away has come back to me a thousandfold, right? Every person I've ever helped, I feel like has come back a thousandfold. Even the people that took my help and took advantage of it even the people that took my money and stuck it in their pocket and laughed at me. It was a blessing to me because because that's just the way the universe works, right? And so we did the toy drive for YMCA yesterday. I know y'all have probably seen some of the postings we did. Everything that Gina and I were able to give was multiplied multiple fold by people that we knew, by friends that we just asked for help. And it was just an amazing experience. And when people are like, thank you for giving, it really is a function of no, thank you for allowing us to give, right? And you know, what I t- took away from this year of giving was we can always find an excuse not to give, right? Charity starts at home, ever heard that before? All that means is I'm gonna keep mine and not give it away, right? That's kind of what that means. But another common thing is, well, oh, but the need is so great. There are 800,000 new unemployment claims that how can I make a difference? And we have adopted that we're the idea that we're not gonna help everyone. But that does not mean that you can't help someone. So I would encourage you at the end of the year now to kind of reanalyze, recommit, redouble your efforts, it will come back to you a thousandfold. So I wanted to just say that, and I don't know if anybody has added any, kind, any other book. Yeah, um, When Breath Becomes Air, uh, who put that on there? Yeah, could, could you tell us what that book's about a little bit?
2: Yeah, this is an autobiography by a uh, doctor, Paul Kalanithi, in California. It's a book about dying and death. And you're all thinking, I don't want to read that. You'd be mistaken, because the way that he approaches his his (laughs) unavoidable demise, and the way he approaches it by acceptance, I think is the key word, life as it comes to him and then he writes about it in an in a poetic kind of way i was racing to get to the end of the book and when i read it the first thing i wanted to do is read it again because there are so many life lessons in this book it just blew my mind the one thing mike you bring up time and again and it's taken me about three or four decades to learn the only time that is important is right now right mm-hmm. this second everything else is not important because it's happened already nothing you can do about it it's in the future it might never come to pass and this guy just honed into that he was a surgeon with surgical precision so it's not a not a depressing story okay he dies there's the line but it's one of the best books i've read in the last
0: decade you feel like that 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 author accepted reality for what it was, the truths that that were truths, and then re- reacted to those truths?
2: Yes. And which is to, to the main lesson. I'm I have the good fortune that I married to a practicing Buddhist who so I've been exposed to meditation for a long time. And finally that stuff starts to sink in my on my slow brain a little bit. And the most important thing that I'm learning is, I know it sounds so trite, but it is what it is. You work with what you have. Don't think too much about other stuff. You make the best of your situation. It sounds so pablum, but that's what Paul Tallinnik talks about. You yeah. made the most of a, of a bad
0: situation. And I thought it was incredibly inspirational. you know a couple of things and then i'm gonna pass the buck to other people because today's you know i talked too much already but kind of some of the things that i've really kind of come to understand in my life for especially this year a couple of different things is one that change always happens right change is always a constant and so knowing that change happens you would have to accept that as a truth. Now we all can come up with reasons why we don't accept change, we can ignore it, we can do whatever, but change happens. And how you deal with change is is the most important thing. And I just heard something, you know, without change you'd have no butterflies, right? All that is, is a change of perspective on a truth that's gonna happen no matter what. And every one of us on this call has gone through catastrophic changes in our lives. Again, from the fall of the Soviet Union to 9-11 to the financial crisis to COVID, right? Um, Every one of us and every one of those things was a cataclysmic event that changed the course of our lives. And it was up to us to decide how to deal with that, right? The second thing that I really came to which changed me metamorphosis a metamorphosis was when I was younger, I was a fucking machine, right? I tried cases, just a machine. And people were like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And the way I did it was I shut down. If an emotion came to me, I was scared of it. I did not because I said, I'm strong enough to not feel emotions if I don't want them, right? At some point I realized Emotion is gonna happen whether I deal with them or not. right? And a big sea change for me was dealing with the emotions of like that doctor, I'm gonna die dealing with the real emotion. And it was hard and it kind of felt like crap and it was scary, but it set me free And without the ability to do that, I would not be married to who I am right now. I would not be in the position that I am. And so I have been chomping at the bit to try a case and my next case is February 1 in Ventura preference. I am gonna be such a better trial lawyer, such a better person. um, I'm gonna kick the crap out of the defense, right? And I just know it because I know that I'm gonna be able to communicate better because I communicate with myself better, right? And so that those two things, being open to feeling and understanding that there are truths that we cannot deal with until we accept them. And when we do, we can use our perspective really makes all the difference. It made all the difference for me. So that's what I'm... So I really appreciate you putting that on. And so a couple of other books, Chris Voss is... Never Split the Difference, a great book about how to negotiate and I, I, I read part of it but what I took away from that was, you know, when you negotiate, you always got to think about where the other side is coming from. And I will say that that is in every mediation exactly what is going on. The best advice I ever got was from Mike Moorhead when I was a young lawyer. And he told me that you have to understand, Mike, that everybody has to eat from the crop, everybody. So if you've got a million dollar case with a million dollar policy, do not squeeze $1 million out of the defense. Right? If you can give them something that they can hold on to, to go back and show their client that they did a good job, settle that case for 975, 980. My reaction was, I just screwed my client out of 20 grand. He said, cut your fee so that the client gets the same amount of money But every case you mediate from now on, you will make more money for your client. And that is because you have to understand that the other side needs to succeed just like you do. And that goes to the same litigation strategy and pre-lit strategy is if you don't give the tools to the other side to go look good, then they're not going to be able to help you and now 28 years into practice, do you know how many cases I have settled with a phone call with just my name on a piece of paper based on a relationship in the past with that lawyer or that firm who goes, oh, I know Mike. He's a good, yeah, Mike, let's deal with this. And I have settled a case in an hour that used to take me when I was a young lawyer a year and a half, right? Um, and then there's a couple other ones, which uh, you know, um, the psychology of persuasion. Great uh, road less traveled. Once a year, Irving. Do you know who wrote that? Can you write that down?
2: Yeah, it's Scott Beck, but I'll write it down. Okay.
0: So I'm going to stop talking for a minute, and I just at this point, I'd love to open the floor up um, and give everybody an opportunity. You don't have to, but. Um, I'd love for this to be kind of a look back at the year, a reflection of the year, and now to kind of start running so that we hit 2021 in full stride. Anybody? Nobody. Okay, all good. Um, so- Mike, I'll say something. Go ahead, honey. So um, for me, something that, you know, based off of
1: reflection, what I've found more and more now, and it's more concrete is that as human beings, we're a lot more resilient than we believe. And the things that we've experienced and the things that we've seen and the things that we've had to sacrifice and how we've conformed to society as it is now um, tells me a lot about our resilience. And I think that we've planted roots for a new year to come. And um, I'm hoping, and I believe that we will blossom
0: into something beautiful. Thank you. Hey yeah. Jay, I love talking to you. Tell us something, my man.
2: All right, I'm, I'm loving this year. I mean, to me, it's been amazing because I love spending time with family and my kids. And that's why I opened up my own business so I could ha- spend more time at home with the kids and it's a blessing. I got an office, two minutes walking distance from home. So I walk to work, the minute I am done at work, head back home, spend more time with the kids. And um, I think uh, we are all, I got blessed because I got to meet a lot of attorneys all around the country, learned a lot. I'm on Zoom on a daily basis, watching and learning. And I can't wait to go back to court but I also have like a permanent nerve damage. So I could never wear a suit or a shirt with a tie. So I just go to court with t-shirts and everybody is okay with it. I just don't know if I really try a case, how would the jury feel? So that's the only thing I'm like struggling with. Yeah. But I'm blessed, <laughs> thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue. Um, I asked some of these questions in the survey to everybody, and I don't know how many different um, results we have, but if you go to the chat, Edward has put in the the answers. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about it and just have, if you haven't looked at it, just think about this for a minute. 15 words or less, three things you're grateful for. And just listen if you have commonality with the other people here. Family, friends, and health. Family, people that are amazing, and health. Family, remaining employed, not catching COVID. Life, love, health. New friends, growing appreciation, friends, family. Health, family, friends. Family, health, and health again. Family, health, unrelentless will to succeed. Sounds familiar, huh? Very common. (laughs) Uh, there's more, but next question. In 15 words or less, three things you're positive about in 2020 Law school bar exam helped my family when they needed most. Had a baby, learned how to do things, and spent time with family. Who is that? Um, more time with my wife, beginning to approach the end of law school. Eating healthier. Good health, business relationships. More hugs, less gas, focus on what really matters. Um, learning that if the Lord closes all doors and windows on you, the Lord has equipped you with tools to create your own doors and windows. Three relationships that were created due to COVID family members and friends. I mentored a new student at school, our realtor, first child who's on the way, um, on air lectures, Alder Talk community. Aspiring law students who reached out to me from Instagram. My oh, here we go. My relationship with the one and only Mike Alder. So this is clearly smart person there. My relationship <laughs> with the other Alder Talk regulars. Right? Mike Gina Alder Talk Friends. My Zoom book club. How many people would have a Zoom book club pre-COVID? Zero. Okay. <laughs> So uh, last couple of things, three positive habits you develop due to COVID. Eat better, exercise more, read more. Home workout, long walks, support local restaurants. More discipline, tech savvy, more appreciation. Execute immediately, read more, think about others. Better eating, better workout. Start my day with a glass of water make time for my friends, walk. Dude, See how common this is with us? I mean, we're all kind of very, very similar. The last thing was reflect on how your community has been there for you and how you've been there for your community. This is open, right? My community has been there to support me in so many ways, educationally, legally, emotionally. I feel truly blessed of how supported I have been in 2020 Never thought I would be pregnant in the middle of a pandemic. It seemed hard enough to be pregnant while finishing law school. With the support of others, I've been able to develop better habits and grow in ways I could not have imagined. Um, everyone stuck together and shared in this catastrophe. Next, gatherings have been more intimate and less filled with distraction. It's good. Better conversations with friends and family. Um, I've been supported in ways I never thought possible. So take a look at those. I mean, it, I I appreciate everybody being you know open to that and um, and sharing with that. But what I what I what I took away from that was we're all different ages, different levels or uh, years in our career, different sex different family situations, different financial situations, different areas of the city that we live in. And yet, probably 80% of what we all wrote was the same thing, right? And that circle that's in these books, these all these books, these people experience the same thing that we do. So when you feel alone, you're not. When you feel like you're thinking about crazy ass shit that nobody else thinks about, you're not. When you think you're the only one that's going through this, you're not. And many times you just reach out, you'll hear the things reflected back to you that we're all dealing with. And I always go back to a good friend of mine, uh, Neil Rosenthal, he asked, remember, he's like, Mike, what's it like to have no problems? What's it like to have Clients, unlimited clients, unlimited money, no problems with um, uh, cash flow or bills. It must be great. And I said, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Right? What are you talking about? There is no situation that's perfect. The most unhappy people in the world many times are billionaires, right? So all that goes back to, I think for me, I was miserable when I was at, you know, I was king of the world and fucking miserable. Now I'm king of the world and really happy. And I got a lot less than I used to, but I got a lot more than I used to. I just focused on the things that were important for me, right? And and I think that looking at all of those those responses, health, family, friends, there are no U-hauls on the back of a hearse. So, I'm not saying work less, but I am saying don't work for work safe for work's sake. And uh, one of the blessings that I see in COVID was because we work from home. I'm able to turn my computer off and go do something and come back, not have to drive to my house and come back. So it's made me a lot more able to work and when I am done working, to go do something else right away. So thank y'all for being on here. There's no rule that we have to go an hour. I just, um, I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to think and to reflect and to breathe. Um, Anybody wanna say anything else before I finish with a couple of last comments? Yeah. Hey, Kareem. Hi. Hey.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I was just thinking, I feel like 2020 has been an incredible year. It's been an amazing year. And for all of those reasons, forced us to focus on health, family, community more than ever before. (laughs) And I feel like it's been a very necessary year. Like prior to this year, humanity was kind of just sleepwalking through everything. You know, society was just kind of going with the flow and going through the motions of everything. And this year really forced us to reevaluate a lot of things. From a societal standpoint as well, you know, really woke, the challenges really woke us up in a different way, really forced us to be better people, to self-reflect, to come together more. And I feel like that on that level would not have happened but for this year. So I just, I feel super blessed and I feel like it was an awesome year and I appreciated all of the challenges.
0: I could not agree more. You know, the research is very clear that in athletes, in business, in uh, companies, that overwhelmingly, the growth in your time, in your speed, in your lap speed, in your cash flow, in your income is after a period of high distress. After the biggest challenge that comes, right after that is where we see the biggest growth. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about, right? We've all learned how to be better on the computer, on social media, on marketing on brainstorming. We've all learned how to focus on our cases, to use our time. But more importantly, we've all understood the importance of family, of community, of giving, of, and that's that that idea of being blessed. And I, I grew up my whole life, I've heard that word blessed, 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 right? It means something to me. And I think it means something to all of us. There are blessings, you know, behind every cloud, there is the sun, you know, but thanks Green. All right, last couple of things. Um, I'm gonna write in the chat a few more people that for me, if you want more information, if you wanna read these books, if you wanna think about more stuff, some of the stuff that these people say is really, really helpful for me. And I. this is the first one and I'm throwing it out there. Controversial, Tony Robbins. I know he's half crazy, but the other half of him is exactly what we've been talking about. Tony Robbins saved my ass 25 years ago. He was responsible for me coming up with goals, And a lot of the stuff that he writes about and teaches is about how to execute, how to be positive, how to look at things, right? Next, Gary V. Gary Verchek. He's got YouTube videos. He's got posts. He's got several books. Again, a lot of that really dynamic, let's do it, let's execute, let's be positive. Next, Calm app. I think they just valued the Calm app at $3 billion and I started listening to it a year and a half ago, 10 minutes a day. I don't do it every day, but you know, but there's Headspace and Calm app. And what it is, is if you want just 10 minutes a day, it pulls you in, it relaxes you, it refocuses you. I would strongly recommend, I think it's like 70 bucks a year there are hundreds of meditations that are guided where they talk about every kind of thing. There's a stress one, there's a you can't sleep one, there's a million of them. There's also bedtime stories. If you can't sleep, they read to you a bedtime story that puts you to sleep. It's great.
2: And then the last
0: thing before we end is I wanna go through one last exercise and Um, Martina, it's it's exactly what you were talking about in that book, and it's about being present. And I would recommend this one, two, three times a day, and if we can all do it, it'll take y'all about, take us about 45 seconds, okay? So sit up, slam your feet into the ground, and now they're in there, and roots, on the bottom of your feet are starting to grow into the ground and it's pulling your feet to the ground. Sit up. Like there's a a line from the top of your head. Okay. I want you to now think just first three things off the top of your mind that you're grateful for. Think to yourself, just three, doesn't matter what they are. Doesn't have to be right or wrong. Three things that you're grateful for. Now for 30 seconds, we're going to close our eyes. We're not going to think about the past. We're not going to think about the future. We are going to feel ourselves right here in the present. If your mind wanders, pull it back. No past, no future, just right here. Close your eyes, 30 seconds, feet in the ground. your present, no past, no future. If you wander, pull it back. Just come right to the present. Do that two or three times a day. Do it with your significant other. Go to them and say three things you're grateful for. Hold their hand, your kids, 30 seconds. It was a game changer for me. It's all about present, right? 2020, get the hell out of our life. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2021, yeah? Hope everybody has a great holiday. Thank y'all. I'll see y'all next year. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Take care. God (laughs) bless.